Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am here with my two oldest sons, and we thought we would get in on a little discussion, see how much trouble we could get into. So, uh-oh, it's mm-hmm. been we've had a few of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, guys, what should our first topic of conversation be? What about yeah. you, Mikey? Well, uh, so 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 we just ended our. Oh, we our, did. You're right. Like one-on-one conversation, and just filling Ryan in. I guess um, it was I was saying how my journey of faith has kind of brought me to the point where I no longer not only do I not believe in God or an existence of God, but if if there was like a doubting Thomas scenario and if like Christ appeared before us and said, look at my hands and look at my feet and look at my side and I might not bleed for you, mm-hmm. I would be upset. Like, like I, would, I would be angry and I'd just say, leave, leave. You, you have no part of... What if he was willing to answer some of your, answer your questions? Like he would, he, he then he would be a moderator and not, um, like, 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 not an active par- par- participant in my life. Then to, to say, then he would be like a, t- a teacher and not a father. And mm. then he would be like, oh well, then he would be like a know-it-all and not any, but still nothing of value or worth. And like, I don't need God to love. I don't mm. need God to know right from wrong. I don't need God to give, and to and to receive. I don't need God for anything in God has become quite small and insignificant and if God was real a verse came to my mind beloved let us love one another Mm -hmm. for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God Mm -hmm. so some might say that the reason you love is because of God like the love comes from God and that's why we even know love and many would say Uh that one can love because of commitment and because of uh, understanding and like cohabitants and relationships mm-hmm. and you know we, I, do, if I don't need God to love and if I did need God to love then my love isn't truly love it's infected by a deity it's infected by God like I don't need a third person to I don't, I don't need an other Mm-hmm. Don't want an other mm-hmm. um, to to 
infect its way into how I experience the world and how I give and take and love and live and die who knows when. It could be soon, it could be later. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the other. And it's... And like the, the, the more I think about it, like the more cruel it is to think that there is a God who is who is playing with us and being and trying to be a part of us but not make itself apparent I would like to be shocked and upset by that um I just feel like I should be like I should defend God somehow which but but why well it's interesting because I was telling Ryan that I was listening to Bart Ehrman's talk with Sam Harris and Sam Harris asked him what sent you over the edge to be an atheist. Mm -hmm. And he's a theologian, you know, and a Bible Mm -hmm. school professor, you know, most of his life. And then now he's a religion professor at some university or something. But he um, said that it was not the inerrancy of Scripture that he found was an inerrant, that contradictions, that was not enough that he could explain all that or it didn't matter or was, you know, that there was still a God that, um, he said, well, then what was it? You know, Sam said, then what is it? And he said, it was human suffering. Hmm. Yeah. And that's it. He said, I just got in my, came to a point in my life where I just could no longer reconcile. The problem of evil is what that basically is summing up there. And that yeah. for thousands of years, theologians and philosophers wrestled with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it basically comes down to if the God of the Bible is real... Mm-hmm. and the Bible is accurate in what it says about him, then not only is he not worthy of our mm-hmm. worship, it would be a stain on our morality to worship a being like that. Yeah. yeah. He's worthy of nothing but our disdain. He's worthy of nothing but our absolute rejection. So there, I don't care what answers he has, because if it's true that he created everything, if it's true that he engineered the circumstances we find ourselves in, Mm-hmm. that he put in place that he put in place Satan knowing what Satan would do he mm-hmm. put the snake in the garden mm-hmm. with Eve he engineered all of the circumstances for these evil things to come about because without God there is nothing mm-hmm. and so what what an honor, who could what excuse could we possibly have to offer him any kind of respect let alone worship Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, um, <laughs> this is something I was saying like, previously was, you know, it was like about like God being like a, a father. God would be a terrible father, you know, because like a father is someone to to help lead and guide and carry along his mm-hmm. and protect children and, and protect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, so, so for God to be like, you know, believe in me and I'm going to be there in between the lines. Because I, re- I remember you used to think, you know, God is all around us. God is love and love is God. And we love people in the earth. Mm-hmm. I love the earth and I love everything that I have and I'm thankful. And so that must be God. And to think, to see, try to see God in between the lines and to try to see, try to look for God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, constant, I'm constantly doing the work. With it, without the return. And, Almost and, like a hide-and-seek thing. Like, uh, like in a sense. And there's yeah. definitely times when I'm like, oh, and then I felt God, and I heard God's voice, and I heard God say to me, and it's like, actually, 
I've been influenced by my family and my friends and my community very well. And I'm, I need to give myself more credit than what I was because I'm giving credit to God. So as I was saying earlier, something Jane said, she was like, you know what? The thing about Christianity for me is that like everything good had to be attributed to God and everything bad was a sin, you know? And, and it was like, like if, uh, hearing God's voice, coming up with a thought or an idea or being inspired in the moment, like, oh, it must be God. Like, actually, it could probably be me. And, cause I, and I need to give myself more credit. Yeah. Because you know? actually, like, I'm quite influenced by positive things and I have positive things to give and I, I can be a part of a community and give to the community. Mm-hmm. And to say, even to say it's God and going back to reading in between the lines, God would have a responsibility I would say, if if God is our Father, God is our power, all powerful, and God is present, mm-hmm. He has a responsibility to make Himself known and to fix things. And if He doesn't, then He's either unable, or He's immensely cruel, and I do not want anything to do with Him. So it's it, that's what it, it goes back to omnipotent or evil kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Mom? I know, like I know the problem of evil. I mean. Uh, I remember when you first suggested I go on David's podcast and I was, you sent me that text in my office mm-hmm. right next door to the philosophy professor. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my gosh, my son just suggested I go on this atheist podcast. And um, he happens to be a believer, a Catholic man. And mm-hmm. he said, oh my gosh, don't do that. <laughs> he said, you'd be an idiot. They'll eat you alive. And I'm like, I know, right? But the guy seems really nice, you know? And he goes, no, no. First thing he's going to want you to do is solve the problem of evil. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I can't solve the problem of evil. I'm this middle-aged woman in this little brick <laughs> office in this little tiny school. Yeah. I don't know the problem of evil. And he goes, yes, we got this. I'll help you. Oh, yeah. After nice. David mailed me back. Advice? Okay, so I said, no, I'm going to still do it, Richard. And I laid out there. And I'm like, dear David, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, you're an idiot, Kathy. And I'm like, I know, but I felt like I should. And then... Five minutes later, David, Kathy, I'd love to blah, 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 blah. David, I'll talk to you three hours tomorrow night. And he's like, oh, God, okay, you're going to need my help. Okay, (laughs) listen, we have got to, we, all of a sudden it was we, it was really cute. We have got to bring up Dostoevsky. And I was like, I'm saying it so much. Why Dostoevsky? Okay, because Dostoevsky is a Russian philosopher that Mm -hmm. people some have somewhat respect yeah, for yeah, yeah. that he and he being a professor of philosophy he's a novelist really very grim but um, he said no Dostoevsky said but the funny thing was all I was grabbing onto was the name and I, I couldn't say it like I can't even say it as good I couldn't say it then as good as I'm saying it now and I'm really screwing it up now yeah. but then it was like okay okay <laughs> and I'm like what and he was like no okay whatever Dostoevsky what said it? yeah what was his point he said <laughs> That God never promised to take away our suffering. He promised to be with us in our suffering. That's what, That was his Sorry. answer. Okay. So I thought I had something scholarly and smart sounding. Mm-hmm. So I remember getting in the car and saying, calling you and going, Ryan, yeah. don't worry, I got this. I I'm going to bring up, I butchered the name. And you went, Mom, first of all, if you cannot pronounce a name, don't say it. And then you said this thing to me. You said, Mom. Okay, no offense, but you're not that smart. <laughs> and you said, David's really smart. So 
I, I just I suggest that. you said David smart smarter than me. He's a smart guy, but I don't think I told you you're not smart. Yeah, you did. You that. said you're not. He said no offense, Mom, not you're, as smart as you're, you're trying to present smart. yourself. Yeah. Name dropping Russian novelist you've right. never read that yeah. I never read or could pronounce. <laughs> and then uh, he said, "So, Mom, you were the one that suggested to lead with my heart and not just be so yeah." Try to, that's where you shine. He yeah. said, "Yeah, and that's kind of what you said." You said, "Mom, you'll be okay if you just share from your heart." I mean, you were actually more, you were really, um... It's not like you're on trial, you know, you, you no. call into David's and, podcast. And you yeah. were like, you were actually like, Mom, you know, you'll have something good to say if you just leave from your heart. You know, you were kind of affirming, like, mm-hmm. Mom, you worthy to talk to. I thought, I was like, oh, that's my right. God, I didn't know you felt that way about me. But anyway, that's just the Dust Tyowski or whatever the guy's name so, is. So, what'd you say? I mean, like... <laughs> like when you meet, so when I you, never brought up Dustin oh, Yowski. No, 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 I'm not. I could. I'm still not saying the name right, okay. and I never read it. So, 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 so God created evil for Isaiah forty-five. But that was Richard's to, explanation. Okay. So, so God created evil in order for us to suffer, but in order for Him to show that He could be with us when He suffered, when we suffered. Although He doesn't suffer, because I think the, the think the idea is that it provides the contrast. Suffering provides contrast. Evil provides contrast for the afterworld where everything's perfect. Why do we need contrast? Well, but like you know, like you don't appreciate. You don't appreciate spring. Why do we need to until we have winter? Why do we need to appreciate it? When we're in heaven, are we going to have little bits of terror so we can well, really well, appreciate I, what we have? I think let's let's like <laughs> let's kind of go go to, go to the concept of heaven, and we're like it's it's kind of a carrot and a stick. You know, we want, let's let's take punishment out of it. Like we have like like we've been told that there's cheese on the end of the maze. Like that there's a carrot in front of us mm-hmm. that we can work towards this, and eventually, once we die. Mm-hmm. everything's going to be perfect so let's focus on after we're here and it's it's skirting responsibility and it's skirting opportunity it's skirting ambition it's skirting the the necessity to let me pause we're this still, here we're and still i think we're still good we are but I, I, like do we want to pause no nope. you, okay. you can text him cool just make sure we're good still I don't care. I don't usually edit. This is fine. Okay. Are we still going? Uh, yep, yeah, we're still going. Okay. Well, okay. I have to agree with you on this level. I have thought many times. Okay, your dad and I entered the ministry at like, I think we were 19. No. Yeah. 20, 21. Let's give yeah. it 21. Okay. And um, all that mattered was serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. All that mattered was what did God want us to do today? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So... We had two little boys, you know, I think what should have mattered, yeah, you too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we gave you a good life and blah, 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 and loved you and stuff, but what should have mattered was maybe your dad going to school or um, trying to think of what he wants to do with his life career-wise or yeah, or me, okay, oh, yeah. so I didn't go to school till I was 42 years old mm-hmm. because it never mattered. Um, all that mattered was money didn't matter. Our our security didn't matter. Pa- I remember one time we really didn't pay rent well for like three years, you know, because, but we tithed, you know. That's really, that's And really we barely ate, sad. but we tithed. Yeah. And if we missed a tithe, we paid the extra 5% or whatever that was in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean... Because there, we were in the latter days and there was... Jesus was coming back soon, so why does any of this um, matter? Part of it, yeah. Why invest in the future? Yeah, we really thought he was coming back in 88 because that guy wrote that book, but it didn't work. And then we wised up after that. didn't work when Nothing the 88 thing fell yeah. through. 
88, the book was called 88 Reasons Why Jesus Will Come Back in 1988. <laughs> that, like, took a lot. But. Wasn't there an 88? Wasn't there a 94? I mean, yeah. I, I, even I remember, like, a few. Yeah. Oh, well, the Y2K, so right? Everything well, yeah, yeah. No, I think there's something. 92, 94. Sure well, the like, funny thing was, growing up, I remember as a kid, and mm-hmm. your dad's ministry at the Cup and all of the old Jesus freaks, 70s hippie Christian scene. Mm-hmm. There were so many things around that referenced, we're in the last days, Jesus is coming back any day now. Right. Yeah. It's like, how many hundreds of years have we been saying any day now? Even the DC talk song, you know, mm-hmm. um, wish we'd all been ready, didn't they yeah. redo it? Yeah. You know? yeah. And I grew up with the original version. I could tell you every word. You know, man and wife asleep in bed. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I know. I met a guy over she's gone. I met a guy over at campfire three years ago that is a is an atheist for one reason or, or I'm not saying not because it's you know just a word because he learned the truth I'm not saying I'm saying but there's a triggering event okay <laughs> okay and his, not because he learned the truth his but. triggering event is he got sick of when he was a young teenager in the seventies he's like my age maybe a little older really cool guy and he saw the movie. Uh, oh, a thief in yes, the night! A thief in the night! Oh right. my gosh, I remember that movie. I know, I know. So the red balloons, uh, like falling out the guillotine falls, and yeah. I remember that. Guillotine, oh my the guillotine God. scene. Yeah. And to the, he said, Kathy, I'm going to be honest with you. We were at a hippie festival. Everybody was stoned except for me and him because he's a school teacher and he couldn't get stoned, and I was just a good church lady at the hippie festival with mm-hmm. the stoning. And he was like, you know, I got to confess to you, I, it don't make sense to me anymore. But it bothers me and it makes me so mad that every time I forget to wear a pot holder and I try to get something out of my oven, I'm thinking, hell's hot, Scotty. <laughs> hell's hot. Yeah. Scotty, hell's hot. Remember that movie, Thief in the Night? I'm like, yeah. Scotty, what year did you see Wait, that well, movie? Wait, why would you get something out of the oven without a pot holder? Well, you know. Like, if the thing's hot. Like, so he's reminded. When, when he's experiencing something warm, he's like, oh, no, that's how hot hell is. Hell's hot and Thief, Thief in the, the Night. And I'm like... What do you think of hell? And I, he's like, thief in the night. And then, like, like God's going to come back and, like, take all these people. And it's going to be chaos. And, and it's horrible. And it's like, I'm going to suffer. And, and he's like, it, I almost have PTSD. Yeah. And I'm like, when's the last it time you PTSD. actually saw that movie, Scotty? And he goes, like, 1979? I'm like, what year is it, Scotty? It was 2017. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and but, he was but like, I'm PTSD. so. He goes, it traumatized me, Kathy. Yeah. So so uh, let, let, I I think let, let's like think about like the, the different things of faith of religion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are ingrained in us, like very that have a longer lasting effect than what that very traumatizing film did. Because I mean, even now I. Because you know, I was born in eighty four, but I when mm-hmm. did we watch that so many times as kids? I I like I remember that and remember that that, that that movie and it was a traumatizing movie, but the integration of faith and religion into our culture I think is more traumatizing because it's harder to see mm-hmm. and it's harder to peel away from. Well, especially if we make it cool and fun and hip and yeah, and we give you really great alternatives. Now I'm making your argument. Okay, I gave you really great alternatives to the world. Okay. I mean, yeah. it was fun, <laughs> like, DC Talk, like Carmen. Hallelujah night rather Hallelujah than Halloween. Hallelujah night instead of Halloween. But, I mean, it all makes sense of these things, and you felt cool, you know. I mean, I felt like we did it right, you know. 
But I, I look back and I see, especially when you see, like, major players that were a part of that. that well, I think even, I mean, even, that, like, how our culture is, is brought up yeah. in God We Trust. Right. You know, it's like, okay, like like our entire culture It's really here, baked into the bread. It really yeah. is. And so yeah. in order to... To grab out that yeast and extract it is like almost impossible. <laughs> sure. Right? And, and like in order to peel away the faith, in order to peel away the religion, and it's, it is extremely difficult because we start to, we have to start to differentiate what is culture versus belief. And, and, and honestly, and I think that's a really good place to start with a Christian, with a believer. Yeah. Is to say, can you tell me what your religion is versus your culture mm. you know so evolution i think is a really like interesting place to be well before you go there yeah I, what you were saying what you were just saying reminded me i was i, I get weird analogies yeah, called yeah, yeah. chemo brain but remember the operation game yeah mm-hmm. okay so we're trying to separate out what is right you know mm-hmm. and to to get to take your religion out of your culture which also was your upbringing which also was your childhood do you see why these things are sacred to, like, your parents even? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. absolutely. Right? So it's like, it's almost like you guys sometimes saying, Mom, and Dad, Mom, I don't believe no more. It's almost like you're playing the operation game. Mm-hmm. And you're getting the tweezers and you got the little piece and they're, you know. Yeah. It's really painful. It hurts. It feels wrong. It feels jarring. It feels. But do you not think that they're, that, would you not be excited or happy? Uh, well, she'd have to be at that point in order to decide. Not, to have not necessarily, but I'm saying, I found a better truth. So, 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 so. My heart is so happy. You, my brain. Okay, my heart didn't used to be happy. Are you happy for me it. to find truth, or happy for me to find God? Do you love me more than uh, God? Well, it depends if you think God is truth. I mean, that's kind of the question. Yeah. Right? But like, ultimately, do you think that? <laughs> I remember. Staying at a friend's house, I don't know, I was probably Stella's age, 10, maybe a little older, a little younger probably, probably more like 8 or 9. And I remember my, I don't even remember who, who it was, but my friend had a single twin bed, so mm-hmm. there's no extra guest bed. So I slept in his room on the floor. But the, the, earlier that day, earlier that week, I had heard about some big project where they were trying to dig like the deepest hole i think the oh, deepest to find hell, hell? they were yes some yes, kind of yeah. effort mm-hmm. and <laughs> they were drilling a hole to hell and they heard noises that's yes right. and yes. that and terrified me i could not i could not sleep yeah. that night because <laughs> you were on the floor i was on the floor oh, thinking honey. i'm a little bit closer oh, and i was oh god I'm what sorry. 24 inches lower than my friend so i'd be the first <laughs> to go I thought you were going to say 24 oh my gosh, years old. Ryan, I, no. never knew that. I can't believe you remember that. And that oh, was yeah, just a thing that. on TBN that I used to watch fly like every right. night. Right, so what is the that. cost of the impact of all of these mm-hmm. little lies, all of these misinformations, yeah. which mm-hmm. really it's all about, it's a, it's essentially a cult of, it, they're, they're little steps, little ways to keep people in order through fear. Well, my, part of my brain wants to say, I think we had it's, as much as I like to say we we should be more grace oriented than a lot of people, you didn't really grow up thinking God hated you or was mad at you. I also you you did grow up a little weirder than a lot of people. Yeah. Like most Christian pe- kids didn't grow up thinking that somebody drilled a hole to hell. Yeah. You know, I mean that was more the charismatic weirdo stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, we did grow up in that for at least. You first did. Time. We did. Wasn't you it? did. You did. And I, I did have you touch the lady with the stigmata. Yep. 
Both of us. Yeah. I didn't want you to I'm miss out I, on a blessing. I'm glad I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> Ryan, a mom reminded me earlier that not only was I slain in the spirit multiple times, but I also prayed for people and slain people. I was a yeah. slainer as well as a slainee. He was the, he did. <laughs> you were very proud. This. Very, Ryan very was just proud. interested in the sound being good because remember you ran the sound? I mean, you liked having a task, and you were in the sound. It's grace. Spirit of prophecy. What is, what no, are the other versions of that word? If I have been slain, <laughs> I slain. I was no, slain. I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> I was. You prayed for people, and they fell under the anointing. No, no, I know what you're referring <laughs> no, 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 no. to, but the word. I, I was slain, and I did slain. I feel like my brain's. Just oh, not I slayed. I slayed. <laughs> you slayed. That's what people say now. That's what people say about makeup. Just, you, you slayed their makeup. You yeah. Slayed them. Yeah. So, uh, mom. Uh, so the. the Last time you talked to David, shortly thereafter, you FaceTimed Jane and I. And yeah. I was like, hey, how did it go? And you're like, well, I'm basically an atheist now. I didn't say That's that. That's exactly what you said. I said you David the, tried to make you me You used the A word. And, and, and I guess I kind of want to know, like, like one, like, like where, where do you stand now? But two, like... You do know this is my podcast. I don't have to post this if I don't want to. You definitely don't want don't need to, but you will. Um, you will. What, what power does God have? Is God... In my mind or thinking? Yeah, well, it's all in your mind. But yes. <laughs> no, like in, in your mind and, and, and like in thinking, you know. Nobody in the podcast can see me flipping you off right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, like um, I guess where I see the work of God in my life at this point is something that you're going to say is my own brain, but I sense not in um, healing or working big things, more uh, doing life with me. You know, it's almost like you might call my imaginary friend in my mind that I get to talk to, I get to unload on, I get to ask questions, I get to say, I don't know what to do here, um, help me encourage this person. Um, I don't know, I just, it's become such a part of my core identity, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to to remove myself from the idea that God is not only around me but in me and works through me and I, in I me. I can relate <laughs> So for me to a take lot. him out it's like it feels like the operation thing like trying to get that bone like he's the bone in the hole and you know the bone was always the hardest one to yeah. get out remember that little yeah. dog bone thing but it's like uh, ah, if I try to lift it I hit a jarring thing it just doesn't What would change right. in your life if you didn't have God? What would change? What would be different? Well, if, if something came up tomorrow, some breaking news... That God didn't there exist. There never was a God. What would change in your life? Would you start treating people I differently? Guess, no, no, start no. start approaching the world I agree that we can definitely be moral without God. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying, what is it for you that he's actually giving? What's he providing to you that you don't already have? Well, I think in my early years, it was my motivation to be the person I am today. I, right. Well, there's oh, no sure, way you can sure, know that. Sure, sure, you can never you, know. You were in, in, indoctrinated. And that, was, that was your frame of reference. You use that phrase a lot, right? This right. is our frame, frame of reference, and it's wonderful. Right. And because you're like, this is what I can use as a basis of encouragement, ambition, morality to work towards community and things. Um, but but you, you talk about God in a very personal way, which I feel like I can relate with in a lot of ways because for me, that was always 
it was always a personal thing, but a separate thing as well. So if God showed up here, Jesus mm-hmm. in the flesh, mm-hmm. which according to the belief he would be able to, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't, but he would be able to, mm-hmm. would that be the connection and a part of your personal connection? Sorry, would that make sense? Would that God over standing on, on sitting in that chair, mm-hmm. Christ in flesh, be the same God as what you're connecting with? Because I I don't know. I don't really. I would. I don't feel like he'd be more real if he was right there. I feel like yeah. he's really real. To, now, but is is your personal God? Is that God? Uh, I do feel like it's a personal Jesus yes, that I yeah. have, and everybody accuses me no, of no, that. No, no, of no, making sure, my own. We, we can call it that. But, but I I, 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 I push back on that argument. Is, everybody that believes in a God does kind of, of have of their cor- own personal version. So is that personal version divine, omnipotent? omnipresent you know like I, like I think that's the, the switch because we have become familiar with this personal relationship mm-hmm. you know and, and understanding that inner still small voice and and like which is a different which is a new thing it's not an, an old teaching it is a newer thing in a way to have the personal relationship it's a very charismatic evangelical thing I uh, agree, the personal relationship, yes. not the still small voice. Sure, true, that, that, that comes from the verse, but like the personal relationship is a charismatic event. Yeah, or the thing, sinner's perhaps. prayer, all that yes. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, like, is this personal relationship, is this to you, is this a divine creator who's omnipotent and omnipresent? Is it like. Well, I realize if, he, if I say he's omnipotent and he's so all powerful and all present, then he's. Choosing to withhold millions. The thing is, right. I don't think you actually. I think you just haven't admitted it to yourself. I think I don't really believe that you actually think there is a supernatural being out there looking down on the world and orchestrating whatever. No, I kind of more believe that God is this is a is all around us and in us, all of us. Like sure, it's yeah. it's probably I'd probably become more of a. Uh, namaste, yeah. Buddhist type thing. So more it's than, not an actual thing. Um, it's it's a, it's just. Let me ask you this: if you were if Bible, you were if you were a kid and you found the Bible and your parents weren't believers, you didn't, you didn't know mm-hmm. anybody that was, and you found the Bible and started reading it, uh-huh. do you think that would have convinced you to become a Christian? Anything, I mean, depending on what part of the Bible you may have been pushed farther away. Right. So I think it was Bertrand Russell that said, "Atheism is what happens when you read a Bible. Mm -hmm. Christianity is what happens when other people read it for you." Mm. That's great. And so, when you're when you're surrounded by that as a kid, you go to the church. Your parents are telling you this because they're and you only learn the good. Jesus loves me. This I know. You learn all the good things. You don't learn the things you. Then of course he's going to become your security blanket. Of course you're going to put your faith in him and trust in him. You're going to talk to him in your time. I get that, but if that's been part of your psyche for fifty six years, right? But you're just making. You're just explaining why it still feels nice to you. I'm saying logically, do you really think it's true? And now I'm thinking you don't. I don't think you could. For the sake, I think you're too. I'm saying I could seriously consider. I agree the holes that you pointed out over and over, and that I've heard being pointed out over and over, are there, and there is no explanation for the suffering and evil and the lack of intervention, and I don't have answers for that. 
Um, so am I just talking to myself? Am I, who am I talking to then? Well, that might even be helpful. Where do those things come from? And that's from? fine, but if you just slap another name on it, it's still you still have the same effect. My point is, do you think there was a being that created the world, the world and then put the animals on here and even made Eve from Adam's rib or whatever? You know, they started the whole thing. Okay, but, I have. I still believe that we are intricately and fearfully and wonderfully made by some divine creator. I cannot throw that away. The Adam and Eve, I finally realized, you know, what, not that long ago, what, 10 years ago, the earth wasn't 6,000 years old, and I was devastated, okay? <laughs> I get now that it seems asinine to think that, right. even though I was shocked to come to that conclusion. I'm just beginning to realize Dinosaurs. the last few years that Noah's Ark probably didn't happen. And I know that probably sounds ridiculous to you. You could just jump to the end of it, though, when you realize that all of that <laughs> shit, the reason why you keep finding and tripping over these things that you're really... I know, like, you're really frustrated to I, me. I, I, that I, I remember. Like, I'm not frustrated with you. I'm saying, why are you not... No, but you are frustrated with me that I don't just jump to the end of the book and just yeah, throw it all it's away. It's a journey when for it, everyone, When so much right? of it has been a positive influence on my life. Oh, sure. Mom, the positive influence... I don't... It, it does not matter one good goddamn what has been a positive influence in your life I'm if it wasn't real. i it like that. Good, 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 well, you're welcome. At least say good, good goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> if something isn't real, it could still have a positive influence in your life. I agree. Harry okay. Potter. Wonderful influence so, in my life. So, sure. is, is, let's leave the thing baked, is it baked into the bread of I'm my asking, psyche was so it useful? much? And there could be all of the negative things I could complain about Christianity. Let's say there's a, the Christianity, we could rewrite it to where none of that stuff existed. And it was all rainbows and butterflies and perfect unicorns. That doesn't make it any more legit. Sure. <laughs> so, so, so it could be Christianity. There could be a, a version of Christianity which is completely positive and, and, but not divine. Not, right. so not a creator. Not my point is when I say not mythical. Do you think this is actually true? You say, but it was so helpful. That's not what I'm really asking. I'm sure it can be helpful. My point is, do I've been any taught to think it's, it's true. Real? My answer is, I have been taught it's true. Sure, yeah. but, but what about now? So were we? Be, because I've been taught it's true. I get that. Yeah. And you guys are willing to throw it all away. I'm not. Why? Well, and and may I, I, I ask? Like I'm okay. throwing it all away for me was. A release, like it, it, it was, it, it was a relief. It was like, okay, fine. Like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to, I to talk about it. Like, it, it, it didn't negatively impact my life, and if anything, it made it better, mm-hmm. because I didn't need to justify anything, and I didn't need to search for the source behind something. Like, like you know how people compare science and and religion, and it's like, science didn't create things science is how we observe things it's mm-hmm. like finding out about things there's a science of of religion that's theology you know like and throwing away the the religion and the creation it was like uh, okay so i can i can continue to discover things and i can continue to find out and i don't need to provide an answer for what has yet to have an answer you know like i can continue to search for an answer without making one up um yeah, it was a relief. Lately, I, I've had this student, this little girl from China. I, I say little, she's tiny, and her, her name is Sunny. Her name is something you can't pronounce, but she calls herself Sunny. And she's really happy, and she's adorable. 
I just found out she's never been taught about God, doesn't mm-hmm. believe in God, never been a part of her frame of reference. That's pretty common well, in East Asian And culture. probably. Pretty, but, but it was a first the person. Christian a, Bible has an answer for that. No, but it's not like, but it's not like somebody like, I've never, I haven't been somebody for a long time that thought somebody that doesn't believe. It's not like I've never met, met a nice person that doesn't believe. But to meet somebody that's never been exposed at all. And so she stood up a few weeks ago in class and said, it was really strange when I came here and I'm starting to hear about God, this idea of God. And I still think it's kind of silly and it doesn't make any sense to me. But I was kind of thrown off and I thought, why am I thrown off? I know that there's people like that. But I was thrown off because she's so, when I say pure in heart and such a good little girl, like nice young lady, she's... You just want to put her in your pocket and take her home, you know. So I was like, why? So I talked to her about, Bo- oh, I had the book Jesus and Buddha Are Brothers by Thick Now I can never say his name. Thick Now. Yeah. And I said, do you know this guy? She goes, oh, yeah, people like him in my, you know, country. And, and she said, I'd like to take that. So she took it, and she goes, it's interesting. Yeah, the whole Jesus thing, I don't know. Interesting. Buddhist, Buddhism, yeah, I'm not a Buddhist either. I... I don't know. But anyway, I also brought you this book on diet, and I love you, and you're just my most favorite professor, and she gave me a big hug, and she left. And I thought, we just share this loving little bond. She was, like, looking at God like, huh, I don't know. Now, my point was, I wasn't offended. Yeah. Like I am when you go. Why would you be offended by somebody? Well, I know, but, like, my own kids, they say, oh, there's not a God. Are you offended by by what I what I was saying? I'm I'm handling it way better now, but I'm saying it's been devastating for me yeah, in the past. Mm-hmm. But this girl, I obviously, don't love like my children, but I do love her. I'm not even offended because she's never even been exposed. She doesn't even care. It's it's a non-issue, is my point. Mm-hmm. And it was weird to me to love somebody, and care about somebody that's just a non-issue. Yeah, it's a non never been a part of her life, and she's still a happy. Kind, well-adjusted, lovely young woman who's living life and excited. And, huh, that's interesting. Do you know, it's weird. How much less of a, uh, how much less she had to wrestle with growing up. It does seem that way. She seems very uncomplicated. You know, like, huh. I think that's kind of what John Lennon meant when he said, imagine there's no religion. Can you imagine, like, the world was like that? Where none of us, like, had to wrestle with these, trying to make things fit that make no logical sense so yeah. so y- y- you teach cross cultural yeah communication and and in that very phrase you're saying we're going to take the different cultures and various cultures that we've all been brought up in mm-hmm. we're going to find a method of communicating like across all, all of mm-hmm. them right mm-hmm. so like in the first day of class, do you mention how Chinese names are unpronounceable, or do you say that for later? <laughs> oh, no, I just they are, she they, calls they herself to, Sunny. They are pronounceable. <laughs> well, it's X I E A N, or I don't know. Shin? I, I don't know you pronounce X. <laughs> I haven't learned that. Okay. Well, sure, but other, other, other people class. have. Other people did learn. <laughs> so, I know, but in cross-cultural communication, right? Mm-hmm. You are, you are. Focusing on a way to communicate without the, across the cultures, right? I I think that's yeah. a, that's a that's a great looking at specific challenges of different for, cultures yes, di- and, across different cultures, different cultures, right? If Titus two eleven says, "For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men," 
even uh-huh. the people in China, even the people in yeah. everywhere, you know, surely she would have heard. If, surely she would have heard. Yeah. And our belief, the Christian belief, mm-hmm. is can you see how it's steeped so deeply into our culture? Yeah, very ethnocentric. Where, where it's confirmation bias, and so we've mm-hmm. created a cult, a belief based around the culture, mm-hmm. and. If that's the the case, then surely the belief doesn't hold any water because the belief isn't true because we've created it. We've created God in our own, own likeness. But we create all of our culture too. Like those are one and the same. No, no, but but <laughs> but but to say that that the cult, the belief doesn't hold water because it's not consistent across cultures, because a personal relationship with Jesus is a an American culture cultural belief well even just forget that, american like it, it's a in, in, it's an english cultural belief like a personal relationship with yeah, jesus so. is an evangelical cultural belief yeah that's like in the last i think the idea started. of a personal relationship with jesus kind of started with martin luther when he said that the clergy were not the only way to communicate with god were not the only way to read scriptures you could read it for yourself okay, and sure, pray but, but, yourself but, but, and you but it's all oh, right it's, the idea of you having your own connection apart from a priest yes okay okay sin. sure so, so it started there but it, it like but it, it branched out i'd say oh, like no, the over sinner's time. prayer and that stuff that came about in the last sure. 50 years yeah and like like, like the big tent, tent revival thing it's 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 a it's helped develop our cultural and culture and vice versa like it's still quite a cultural thing like um, and so if God is omnipotent, and omnipresent, then God is everywhere focusing equally on everyone. And if we're saying, uh, I think that Christianity, modern day Christianity is saying that we have like uh, this, this preferential bias with God. We have this personal relation, relationship with Jesus where Jesus is active in my life every day. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is God's helping me focus. Mm-hmm. Yes, God's on our side. And it's like, but, but, but there's a lot of people in the world and a lot of people who are like, Jesus who? And surely, like, Jesus cares just as much about them as they do you. Absolutely. And, and Jesus true. isn't limited to you focus, you you reaching out, right? right? Jesus can reach out in return, but he's not. So does Jesus exist? Is Jesus there? Well, on that same note, if there's been thousands of years... So Jesus has been around for 2,000, right? The idea of Jesus and the teachings yeah. of Jesus. But... Because I just learned the Earth is not six thousand years old. Yeah. It's probably what? How old's the Earth? Thirteen point two billion or so. Billion. Mm-hmm. So how long has so there been people? How long has there been people? Um, they say two hundred thousand yeah, years. Uh, Some <laughs> estimates go to two fifty, from what I understand. So which is, what about all the people before whales, that? Whales are around eight hundred thousand to one million years old. Whales' cortexes are much more advanced than our cortexes. Putting it out there. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> we're actually much more closely related to whales, from what I understand, yeah, than so a wolves. lot of other mammals. From whales? Whales and whales initially evolved really? from I wolves, from land animals. It's really interesting. Like the part of the... Uh, they evolved uh, into yeah. whales yeah. from wolves? So part of blue whales and humpbacks, whales. Ear is something that's only found in skeletal... Like, I don't think... Fossils of wolves, or land-based animals. I think to label something as more advanced doesn't necessarily make any sense because you're adapting to yeah, your particular more advanced, environment. But more, uh, like, yeah, more ad- adaptive to the current environment. Okay, but my point was, well, I mean, if, their, if there's been ours, people be for, like, compare. say, 10,000 years, hmm. yeah. and Jesus, the message of the gospel or whatever, was only 2,000 years ago. I mean, it's obviously 
than a newer thing. It hasn't something that God, although we talked, like we talked the other day, there was Horus the sign God. There's been this same story that has come down. Yeah. You know, when I saw Religious, you know, Bill Maher being an Ewatch, that his argument was, wait a minute. This Jesus Christ is just a copycat. Christ is a copycat for other... every other story that had already been, which would enforce David's idea of him being a cult leader. He probably thought, oh, you've already heard this story. This is what happened to me, too. Yeah. You know, um, or could it mean that there always was a God yeah. that was sending the same message to all these but cultures. Why? why? Why make it so hard? Why make it so difficult? Again, if it's a personal relationship, it's a one-sided relationship, and it's really indicative of emotional abuse. If he's because real. Because God is not there, and God isn't returning equally in the same way when God could. So you don't even believe in a God apart from the Bible? Absolutely not. No. Why? What would I? There's no proof. And there's no reason to. The time to like, believe was, that's true is when there's evidence for it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. We shouldn't just go ahead and assume there is one because we don't know how we got here. Therefore, let's assume a God did it until we can prove it's not true. Okay. At that, we have to accept like, every other yeah, proposition. It's, 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 it's not a... It's a this, thought experiment. So you don't think this anything is, ever happens that doesn't have logic or reason? Correct. Everything is, in my wait, opinion, everything what? is naturalistic. In other words, there's no, there is no supernatural... I assume that's what you're saying. Wait, is, is that what you're saying? Because logic no, and reason is I'm different. I'm saying there are, do you believe there's ever things that happen that have no explanation? Wait, say that again? Mm-hmm. Like, um, let's say you're Eric, saying, do things let's say happen. Eric would have been in the water 30 minutes yep. and still was not brain damaged. Makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Things happen that don't make sense. Things but, happen know. that... So do you acknowledge... So, that things... doesn't mean it's supernatural, or that doesn't mean that it's some kind of intervention. That just means that we don't understand it yet. Okay. So, like, there is a scientific Think about reason. when lightning hit the ground for the first time that yeah. man observed. Would it have made sense for a man to be like, well, that's unexplainable, therefore, it must be a god. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what happened until we could figure out, oh, lightning happens because of static electricity. Right. And the scientific method, mm-hmm. the whole of human history is just a process of the scientific method replacing God in all of these situations mm-hmm. until we could get, we have fewer and fewer reasons to believe he exists. Why don't we just be like, hey, let's look at the trend of history and realize this is leading us to a conclusion where God is a, is a useless machination that we have invented just to fill in all of the gaps that we don't know about the world. So... Okay. Is that the God of the gaps? Is yes. that, that where that comes Essentially. from? I don't know yeah, the answer, so, therefore God. Yeah. And you can fill that in for anything. <laughs> so, um, um, I don't know why I just found my keys right before I needed to leave the house. It must have been God. I don't know why I, you know, I was driving down the road and this little kid ran out. And luckily I looked up from my phone just in time to swerve away. God must have just been prodding me and saying, hey, look up. And, you know, or an angel was looking over me so, and pulled my hand to the side. And I couldn't even... I didn't even feel control of my hands. I felt like somebody took control. All of these are subconscious, reflexive things that we don't know the answer to, so we plug in God. So, so I, I would say, and again, like going back to Eric, you know, what if we found him in, you know, like underwater for thirty minutes, and he mm-hmm. so it wasn't brain damage versus eight? I'd say maybe there was a time when we thought that zero minutes would have meant brain damage, and. Now, we know that humans can survive, so, like, six minutes without oxygen and the brain can still function. Mm -hmm. And now, maybe we saw Eric with 30 minutes and we're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, can humans survive, like, that long? So, feeling God in the gap saying that it's God really is 
perhaps offensive and and dim- diminishes the work that like current day like Medical like neurologists health. and doctors well, and scientists are doing to figure out yeah. the advances of like hey, j- just exactly how fascinating and like and how capable humans are right because our brains are like insanely like like well I talked to the brain surgeon this summer yeah and he said he took his kids to see the movie Breakthrough and Breakthrough exactly. was the story of this little boy who fell in the ice they were ice fishing or something mm-hmm. and he fell in the ice and he was down there for a long time like a half hour maybe 45 cold. minutes or something yeah. and yeah. the mom cold water helps the mom was you know don't stop looking they were going to give up or whatever and they didn't and then they came out and it was kind of touted as this huge miracle and the movie touted as a miracle and this brain surgeon's you know, told me, he said, what did frustrate me, and I might be paraphrasing, but he said, um, well, he let me know he was an atheist, but then he said, it frustrated me as a brain surgeon sitting there thinking when your body's hypothermic, yeah. there are certain things that have, I don't remember, but he All gave an explanation. Yeah. Right. You don't, you and don't he use said, as much oxygen. So he wasn't as, he said, yes, it was pretty amazing situation, but it, it was not medically impossible. Yeah. Because which of is, the extenuating circumstances, if you weren't a surgeon, you wouldn't understand yeah. if you weren't a brain surgeon. Well, which right. is the same with Eric. The same thing you just like, said, right? Yeah. When we got him to the ambulance, his body was seven degrees below, lower mm-hmm. than when he should have been, and he was extremely hypothermic. But mm-hmm. because the water was so cold and because he slept into hypothermia, probably helped it him. Absolutely. Like <laughs> prevented the brain and damage. That's what every like doctor and like nurse right. who helped who saw us for like mm-hmm. for the next two like month month that he was in there said mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh because of that that absolutely helped yeah so so so, so it's almost like oh my gosh isn't again like going like going back to how amazing our science. our bodies are. no not so science isn't a thing right mm-hmm. science is just how we learn things mm-hmm. it's just a way that we learn things. But the, what we're learning about our bodies, though, yes, it, right, so, right. So, so that we didn't know like, before. Yeah, neurology is how we learn about our, our, our like yeah. neurons and how we learn about the brain. So isn't it amazing yeah. that how we are, are like, constructed? Yeah. You know? Well, um, then I kind of challenged Tim, and I said, well, you know, then why is Josiah alive, you know? Yeah. And he said, well, Josiah was... In a coma, they probably shouldn't have told you he was brain dead. But, you know, he was in a coma. And he said, yeah. There was, I said, but why didn't he die for those six months? You know, they said he would die in a week. You know, I mean, it seemed like he was waiting for you because yeah. no one would touch him. And he said, well, if I remember right, you did keep him on a steroid. And he kind of teased me because they were like, why are you having him on a steroid? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'm sure that helped, right? But do you understand how utterly ridiculous this kind of justification is because there are people out there who were promised six months and they've died 30 days later mm-hmm. yeah so it mm-hmm. when everything's yeah. going good god is good when everything's going I know. wrong I know. God it's is not mysterious god. yeah you know, we do we can't understand his motivations yeah. mm-hmm. so it's absolutely mm-hmm. asinine to say oh because good things happen that indicates mm-hmm. there's a god no because bad things happen too and god is no, just so a, let like, me finish my step so i them. said to him so how do you explain this and he said well you know there's these explanations and he goes, but I will tell you why Josiah is alive. And this kind of goes along with what you said. And he said, you were willing, because you were willing for him to be an organ donor, he did end up in a hospital when he when he went to coma yeah. instead of dying at home. And because of that, we were able to help him because of the circumstances. So I would say your good heart 
mm-hmm. in wanting to give to another family in yeah. the midst of your pain. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you got to, for in this situation, get to be a gift back because you were willing to give to somebody else. It's a positive. Um, I would. He said, "Sometimes when say, you when you're willing to give, you get, you get. You know, sometimes good things happen when people are." I would, I, but but I would say, please don't say that that was good heart was attributed to God, mm-hmm. because, like, uh, well, it's so many like, people have have, have because yeah because so many people have suffered in, in, oh, in, right. like, in, in return of course right. and and and. It, to to say that it it, it it was like inspired by God, um, it, it's it's like you know, there's a phrase, and I know that you've used that phrase before, and Grandpa, it's like this person's time to die, and it was my time to die. Well, it was their time to die, and or maybe in the process of dying, they helped a lot of people in return, and it's just kind of like trying to balance the scales and justify the atrocity and the sadness and the you know, like, um, terrifying, like, abyss of it all. And it's like... I don't do that anymore. I mean, I don't... I'm I mean... I, I, trying to think of someone's, like... Turn? Somebody's, somebody's turn. turn, yeah. I mean, that's never comforting, because nobody ever wants it to be their turn. Right. Right? It's a little... That's statistic. kind of like just the way we would talk to children about things. And yeah. That, and that is That's what of all of Christianity them. is. It's mm-hmm. really the whole thing is about comforting us. Mm-hmm. Right, because we don't want to grapple with the fact that we are matter f- hurtling around the sun in the middle mm-hmm. of a galaxy, and it's really, really cold and disheartening. But w- the comfort feels nice. Mm-hmm. But if we are going to throw out critical thinking skills in lieu of having comforting situations in life, you know that's fine, and I don't criticize someone for doing that. But don't expect to convince me of anything because I'm not going to think that you arrived at your conclusions with any legitimate process. Mm-hmm. And I think Josiah is alive because you played... you remember the movie Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. Or the, 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 the movie? No, no, it's called Keep Slumdog show. Millionaire, but it's based oh. on the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Slum- right? Okay. Did you see Slumdog Millionaire? I did not. I heard it okay. was really good, but I didn't. It's basically, this kid gets on the show... And every time they ask him a question, it cuts to a flashback in his life of when he went through something where he saw something or experienced something that would have given him the answer to that question. Mm. So it's kind of like his whole life was a series of being in the right place at the right time to set him up for winning this show. And Josiah is the same way. If you had given him radiation, it, didn't, it wouldn't have mattered, or in chemotherapy, it wouldn't have mattered how good hearted you were when you went to volunteer him for an organ donor right, he would have been able to do it no. so a series of things had to happen in sequence in order for you to arrive at this end destination you would have had to take right. all those correct steps though that is something that you were blindly following that path each right. one of those decisions you made for a particular reason and they just happened to work out mm-hmm. many other people utilize their intuitions to and it didn't take those out. same right absolutely and it doesn't work out so right so it's cruel for me to attribute that. Well, I, it's also, I it's not that. only cruel, it's, it's, it's not even, it doesn't even make logical sense because you're mm-hmm. then being guided and they're not. What makes you guided? Mm-hmm. Is it your faith? Well, no, because there's people with faith that... If your God was yeah. real, he wouldn't need you to argue for him, really, when it comes down to it. If he's powerful enough to, to hurl planets into existence and orchestrate the heavens and the most complicated minutiae and the way cells reproduce and mm-hmm. everything, massive and scales. Everything else. And then he's just going to hope you find me. 
you know, and then hide any outward expression, except in a handful of situations, like when he personally appeared to Saul or doubting Thomas or the, you know, the angel on the road with Balaam's donkey. And, and in, basically you had no choice in those situations, but to believe because you were confronted with it. And now all of creation is left in this situation where we have to hope we thought about it the right way. And it's just, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just, it's, it's really wasted a lot of potential and effort in millions of millions of people. And yes, their, their efforts are wasted efforts in pursuit of worshiping and honoring a being that doesn't exist are wasted efforts. And there's no easy way to tell someone that, but it's better they know now than tomorrow. And that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important it to spread this. Is it better, though, for, like, um, yeah. for like somebody old? Or, or Absolutely, like... yeah. Because you still have days left. And, and, and because the absence of God does not, does not diminish the quality of life. And if we think that our quality of life is based on our belief in God, then you, we're diminishing our pr- ability to appreciate life. Does that make sense? Like, so the absence of God does not diminish their quality of life. So if someone is towards mm-hmm. the end of life, like, 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 and, and I think the argument is, you know, sh- sh- like, should we spend the time to discuss with them about actually, you know, I know you're getting like, like grandpa, for instance, you know, it'd be like, you know what, maybe God isn't, isn't real here. It's like, I think it could though. I don't, I think I disagree with you. I think the absence of God could diminish someone's quality of life. If, if it will, their okay. quality of life hinges it, uh, on God being real, which for a lot of people uh, uh, it does. Okay. Sh- no, okay. I just think sh- that's sh- a, sure. But, but I would say well, that like there, it would diminish their, the, 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 the routine and, and how they interpret life but it doesn't diminish their ability to have life oh, and it would diminish their perception of what their life has been about sure yes. I mean if but, you say your see. life for 75 years has been about one thing yeah and then but, you say that one thing isn't, if, if, isn't if, real if you were racist for 75 years and we say no look you know races should comparing. all no, yeah. no, should all be equal here you know, like, like so I, I'll, all I'm saying is if you have a different I- idea. Being racist I, is not what contributes quality to someone's life. No, 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 but, but, but I'm saying that if somebody is stuck to a certain, like, um, idea, and, the, the, and they have, like, this idea of how they live their life, surely we would want to, like, help them. And by saying, like, okay, n- now yeah, l- let me help you broaden your life, then... Yeah, but that, that doesn't work. Okay. That analogy okay. doesn't work. Because, yeah. no, I'm just saying, like... Yeah. Because being racist would negatively affect your life. Look at you. I mean, For look. So, I'm, so would religion. Okay, okay. I'm saying. That may feel superior to others. Adam has joined us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. But and please. But racism, seriously, right? If you're truly a racist person, you're feeling superior to others. For so something I that don't you, mean like you have done nothing to gain. Right. right, right. Well, uh, sorry. Like, it does help that idea. your quality of life in that way that it gives you this feeling of superiority. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just sorry. saying, is there uh, times like, when it just seems... I mean, a tangent. If yeah, somebody's got that. a couple years of their life left, but they're, they've made sense of their life in this one frame of reference their whole life, I... Um, 
for them to say, oh, it was not real. Mm-hmm. Isn't okay, well, that, I mean, it's well, kind of sad. Like, it's so, sad so I'm not talking about turning on a switch. So is dying never knowing the truth. Real, I mean, the reality. Well, what would be wrong to die and think it was real? Because it's disingenuous and it's a missed opportunity. Because my point, I think, is that life is so much of value and we we have so much to cherish without God, specifically without God. And so to take the way the rose-colored glasses do, I can now see life for what it is and how valuable it is. And so, like, I would want to give this gift. I want to preach the good news to other people. I want to preach this good news that there is no like maniacal like sadistic deity or something else or or, or you know what some unpowerful like tiny here's a, little speck. Here's a better analogy. Kids believe in Santa Claus and it adds to their life when they're young and adds imagination and it, it adds fun. color and it adds fun and it adds excitement. Christmas memories. But no, isn't it more Christmas sad memory. if that person never learns a there is no Santa Claus. Isn't it wouldn't it be more sad to see an adult, a 40-year-old man, who can't wait to... He's putting milk and cookies out for Santa. Isn't that kind of pathetic and sad? And so at what point in his life did it switch over? So mm-hmm. don't we want that 40-year-old to know the truth so that he doesn't continue on going in his life and wasting all the rest of his days believing in a farcity when we could give him knowledge that would correct that wouldn't it be more sad to see someone but again, pass away thinking that Santa was real their whole life again the idea of God is so baked into the bread right. of mm-hmm. our culture Definitely. not just our, our country yeah our mm-hmm. re- our government mm-hmm. our religion you know our our this is a a huge wave and you're the little surfer on the nobody's gonna like collectively say oh my god you guys are right sure but 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 surely that should demystify and devalue your belief in a deity because you can see how intrinsically sewn into the culture of power that our our country has you know and so it isn't about a personal relationship anymore it's about how our our constitution what was which written. is what religion has always been yes yeah. It was basically an an alternative form of government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've just kind of said, okay, well, you know, enlightenment came about. Government. We got new ideas about how we should organize and what's good idea. So, okay, well, then let's just mm-hmm. relegate religion to its own little unique bubble, mm-hmm. and it's it's still just a way of method of controlling your life. So, mm-hmm. every waking moment of your life, the sooner you can find out, pull the veil back, basically. Take the red pill and get away from it. Realize that your whole life has been a lie. The better off you are. Now, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a greater quality of life. It might lead you to despair. It might lead you to absolute depression. <laughs> oh my gosh! But <laughs> That's you're, true. you're not realizing that your whole life has been a lie because your whole life is not about some existential deity. Your whole life is about community and loving other people and giving to the community and receiving from the community and bringing each other up. And so, but the the, 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 the irony away, is you weren't doing it for the community. You weren't doing it no, for no, the no, people. You're, you're doing, doing it to praise this God, which no, was the wrong motivation no, 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 at the very no, beginning. No, no, you were doing it under the guise of. of of a god, but for the sake because because if well, the, the imaginary if, if person the tangible, I'm imagining is different than the imaginary person you're imagining. No, but if so. the tangible reward wasn't there, then the actions wouldn't have preceded that said initial reaction. 
you know, like if I'm not getting back from, from the community to which I'm giving to, then I'm not going to continue to just struggle and struggle and struggle. You would unless if you felt like God called you to and you were going to struggle in the pursuit of God's But request. I don't think that's the case here. What do you mean here? We're not talking about any particular person. You're saying a person. You're talking about mom, aren't you? No. I wasn't talking about me. No, I'm just, I'm saying, just saying like somebody that's a person spent on their most... deathbed, uh, some person on deathbed, they spent their whole life as a, as a missionary right. Wasn't or some that whole cruel? life as a minister. Like, or that father, what's his name that you were talking about in the podcast? But the cruelty is the way they feel. And you were, you were empathizing with the despair they might feel when I'm saying, wouldn't it be more cruel to know the truth and never share it with them? In the same way with the Santa Claus guy. Okay. You let him, so, you let your kid grow so, up never okay. knowing that Santa Claus is fair. I think it's definitely fair for you to share and go, you know what? That makes sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to me anymore. And this is why. Okay. What I have a problem, though, is when atheists, not saying you guys, but atheists get all Westboro Baptist Church on people because they're. I have this theory. Give that me an example of an atheist that's ever gone to Westboro Baptist Church. Oh my gosh. You sometimes. How so? Last Christmas, I'm trying to clean the bathroom, and you're following me around the house. Well, we were in the, we were in the middle of a conversation, then you started doing chores. So, what am I supposed to do? Just shout to you from the other room? No, but you're like, Mom, how can you just, just let go of this Jesus thing? Just stop, Mom. This is dumb. This is blah, 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 blah. Mom, 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 Mom. We're in the middle of a conversation, and I think well, you're mischaracterizing the way I We're not in the middle anymore. I think we were towards the end. I probably she went was. To clean I'm the mischaracterizing. Bathroom. But I'm saying there's times yes. I felt really intense, or it's become a conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I I think like the but there are not just you. But I have heard atheists be real dicks about stuff. Sure, yeah, and Christians and Christians. So so and so what that means Absolutely. is that it doesn't matter that they're atheists. It just means that matters that they're dicks, right? Fair so right. so it doesn't matter that it's atheists arguing a point or Christians arguing a point. It's a matter right. that this person doesn't right. argue the point well, well whatever the point well, is. Here's the thing okay. though, Westboro Baptist Church are adhering to their beliefs when they advertise their beliefs. They are okay. So yeah. they. What they're doing mm -hmm. is being intellectually consistent with they their worldview. Yeah, yeah. That is, that itself is a virtuous act. It's probably the only virtuous act you could ascribe to someone who's standing out there protesting Dead funerals and, and, you know, whatever. So that in itself is not a bad thing. Standing up for what you believe, being vocal about what you believe, that is not what makes Westboro Baptist Church you know, detestable. What makes them detestable are their beliefs, specific beliefs, but not the fact, not the way that they advertise them. Not the... Because if they were anti-abolitionists in, you know, 1860, right. you, today they'd, they'd be, be heroes. heroes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not their methods, but their beliefs that are the only thing that anyone has a problem with. Mm -hmm. So when you say that about atheists, you're not necessarily criticizing... I wouldn't necessarily take offense okay. to that because okay. I'm think well yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm saying yeah. there's so nothing wrong with being firm and outspoken about what you believe. Right. No, there is. Why? O only when it isn't welcome, you know. <laughs> Do you think the people that owned slaves were welcoming the anti-abolitionist message? I think message? that's completely different from an atheist and their point of view. It doesn't from, matter what the belief system yes, is. Yes, it does. Because Westboro Baptist one Church ascribes to a belief that they need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And right. an atheist says, no, I'm good. 
I'm good. Like, I, I, like I will, like, I can communicate to the people around me, and and I can, you know, go go to debates, and oh, I can talk to people. You're, an atheist but you're not doesn't have be, one way of thinking about. Uh, no, how no, okay, true, but but there is no atheistic like uh, charter to say that you need to evangelize. You know, right. so, no. so so so, and, and what you're saying that. But one could argue, why shouldn't they be able to like Christians do? Well, of course they should. My point huh? is not what I don't understand what you're, it is you're saying. No, because I'm you're saying, saying so, so then shouldn't everybody like like shouldn't an atheist be the same as being vocal and, and like boisterous and out there? And I think they should picketing. Be, and, I don't. Yeah, and I'm saying absolutely not because why not? Like because an atheist doesn't need to evangelize because their charter of atheism is not the same as a charter of of Christianity, which atheism is to isn't evangelize. A, isn't even a belief exactly, which is why they don't need. They're not called to evangelize across the world. Which is why you don't need to go and picket and shout and yell. You what can, would you picket? That this is what you're saying. You're saying that, in, uh, so this is the same with atheism that they should be out there. It's almost like know, the evangelization evangelizing. of unbelief or something. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about methods of communicating your ideas. No, but but Westboro Baptist method has ideas, and they have the method they communicate them by. Yes. The ideas are the problem, not the methods. No, the that's me- what I'm saying. No, no, I would say the method because the method is picketing soldiers' funerals. The ideas are what they're writing on the posters of what they're picking with. If their ideas, that's their method. Okay. No, no, their ideas are being outspoken and v- highly visible, picketing, not the specific things they're the, picketing. That the, would be the ideas. No, no, no. The ideas are what they write on the on, on the chalkboard. The method is where they bring the chalkboard to, right? No, yeah. that's still part of it. No, the, the method is the action. The idea is what they preach. Method and idea. The point is being vocal and outspoken, evangelistic, if you want to call it that. Sure is still a good thing if your message is good. When in the same way, anti-abolitionists... And no, no. Who cares what's accepted? Because uh, oftentimes it's not accepted. So it doesn't matter if it's accepted. It doesn't matter if it's welcome. It matters if it's good. It matters if it's principled. It matters if it's a moral message. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you should have the same right. Well, it's, it's the same right. So, like... Well, yeah, the rights... So, we already have the rights. That's not the question. The question is... What is the right thing to do? And if people... Okay, but belief is such a personal thing. Faith, religion, non-religion. So is ignorance. Mm-hmm. But your ignorance is someone else's brilliance in their mind. What you see as ignorance, someone else sees as devotion. Right, which is why you should never be closed off to counter-arguments. So, but that's the problem, is people that believe for the wrong reasons don't have sufficient counter-arguments. It's, it's water. The dog is oh, breaking out for water. Oh, I'll get water. Um, yes, but it's also a personal thing. So people don't always want to argue about their faith. If you knew the reason for your faith, you would want to because you wouldn't have any problem sharing that because you would say you would have complete confidence in being able to knock down any objection so you would expect a person of faith to be able to answer any question with reason and logic that you have oh if they couldn't do it on the spot at least be willing to form their opinions and get back to me or it's because essentially that's what's how are you going to say i have i believe something and i don't have a reason for it Mm-hmm. that is basically makes you intellectually vapid. You have nothing to back up your beliefs. Well, then why do you hold that belief? I don't know. Well, then 
don't ever expect to convince anyone of anything because your beliefs have no substance behind them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We should always first investigate the beliefs we hold that have no reasons behind them. Mm -hmm. Because so many Christians you talk to, why do you believe that? I, I just believe it. Or it's the it's just the way it is. I, yeah. I use faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Faith is useless. Faith should be considered like a worse F word than the fuck. Mm -hmm. What could possibly be a more destructive concept than belief without evidence? Just believe it because you've been told to believe it. That's what faith is. Faith is believing what you know ain't so, as Mark Twain said. <laughs> it's, it's such a destructive concept because it's saying, throw out your brain, don't think about it, just accept it. And that is basically impossible to do at first, but if you can trick yourself into it over time, but you really don't get to... Haven't you... I guess what I think of faith being is just when I have to just let something ride because I have no control and I just have to trust, believe it will work out. Yeah, but, but then, like, like, so when I think about faith, I'm like, what other word could I use? Because it's such a, like, a, like a hot word, you know? Mm -hmm. like, what other word could I use in, in, in this scenario just to, to describe what I'm feeling? Earlier, I, I used the word faith, you know, when, when, when we were going, going to the store. I'm like, well, you know, and I said, like, good thing we had faith to go around this corner, and, and now we're in the parking lot of the store, and we didn't realize we were there. You know, and it's like, like there's other, other words I could use, there to not ascribe to a a connection to a deity and an overarching you know god that's watching us because that's what the initial idea of faith is it's it's connecting to a deity and trusting in a deity and mm -hmm. a creator who's who's with you at all times who's it's trusting in this make-believe thing to say jesus take the wheel i don't got it but i'll have faith and i'm like that's unhealthy but there's other times when we use the word faith that I think we could use a different word. Chance, luck, guesswork, <laughs> like in hypothesis, you know, to say like, I'm not sure what it is, but what I've experienced in the past is this, so I'm just going to go with it, you know, or I don't know, but let's just like dive in and try it out and I'll trust that things will be okay. Like, I think if you can't swap out the word faith and with, with something else, if faith is still ascribed to trusting in, in God to take care of it, mm -hmm. then I think it doesn't pass the smell test. It just, it's just not real. You know? Um, what do you think? So, do you guys think you would have, if, if you would have met you guys, you two would have met you two that weren't you 10 years ago. I think if we go back in time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you met Ran into ourselves, these two our brothers selves. that weren't you, but were like hey, you good now. Looking. What, how would you, how would you, what would you have told them, Michael? Don't forget to wind your watch. <laughs> what would you have told them? Um, they would have said, Mikey, you don't year, have a reason for what you believe. Well, no, well, 10 years ago, I wasn't with YWAM anymore, and I wasn't, like, going to, to church, and I didn't, mm -hmm. it was kind of the start of the journey of just losing the importance of God. Like, it's like, okay, God, God's not, if, if I don't, if I don't give into the relationship, then the relationship isn't there. Then it isn't a healthy relationship in the first place, you know. But but there was definitely a time when I'm like, no, like, God is in all and breathes through all. I remember when you were all. annoying all your friends, and you had them do a 
Bible study up in the garage, and yeah. you were really, <laughs> they were annoyed by that. you. Remember our, our, remember our Bible remember studies? Remember Marky? And remember going to, like, Rochambeau, and Joel, and you, and Timmy, just getting into it? No, I remember, remember even in Bluff really? Street, up in the garage, I, I, and they I were like... I think we had a Bible study in Bluff Street. Yeah, Mikey was calling a meeting, and, and, he, mom's house and, yeah, and you were making everybody that. nuts. You don't remember those? Yeah, no. it was it was great. I was uh, I was telling Jane earlier. I was like, I loved how Joel and Ryan were just like arguing uh, like uh, about this. It, it was great because it was like us collectively as a friend group trying. And, and you know, Timmy's so zealous and everything. It's still as far as I know. So, um, have you ever talked to Timmy about this stuff? Or your friends that? Do you have any close friends that? I mean, I just a bit like Instagram posts and stuff, and you know, but never real in depth. But it's just because we're so spread out now. Right, right, right. But I remember being in church in Florida and just thinking this whole thing is doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like why am I why are my hands up? Why is everybody putting their hands up in the air? Like like the location of my hands is going to change God's opinion of my uh, I don't yeah. I I had to stop myself from laughing most times because this sound this seems so absolutely ridiculous. It seems like this all ultimately I think uh, like it, like whether these Bible studies, our Bible studies of our friends, doesn't prove God, and putting worship doesn't prove God. It's like, it's it's getting harder and harder. I would say perhaps for you, to prove God to to, to define God. Where is God? Like what is God's abilities? How does God communicate? Okay, but do you see it's getting harder and harder? That's where the key is. Yes. For me, it's been getting harder and harder for years. Like to, I couldn't believe in hell for 20 years. Right. I haven't believed in hell. Right. But there's a lot of people I deal with that aren't even at that place 20 years ago. Of course. They're not even willing to. Of course. So for you to That's jump That's why you got to jump to the end. Yeah. Why? You don't want to be in that place for another 20 years. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. I know, but I'm saying... <laughs> yeah. just trying to if get it's me. taking you 20 years and to get to this point... <laughs> you're fine. You're wasting right? a lot of fucking time. <laughs> and, and, and God isn't, isn't no, defined by how many, how, many, how many people believe right. in Him. Like, God isn't defined by how many people believe in Him. It's not like... He, he, like he's not um, the, 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 the Peter Pan fairy... Uh, what's her name? Tinkerbell. You know, if, you, if everybody claps their hands, then she'll live. You know, it, it's... Like, like it, it is getting harder to find God because God is getting smaller. Because, you know, it's, again, it's the God of the gaps scenario. And ultimately, the thing about God of the gaps is that, it's, it, like, I think what I, what I learned, learned is that the gap is insignificant. And if, I, if I, I don't have to explain the gap, and the gap isn't part of my life, and the gap is small, and the gap doesn't matter. And God is those things, you know. Well, I think it depends what the gap is. Sure, but 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 as uh, what I mean is that the God of the gaps is that it turns out over the years God has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Hell, hell doesn't exist anymore. Okay, that that's a gap. That really is a gap of punishment. God is getting smaller, and God is getting. Or wouldn't that been God is getting bigger? A like God who's bigger than our idea of hell. We, 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 it was just coming I guess up with that's an to me. You see, God is getting smaller. Maybe see, in I, my mind, I would like to think. Okay. Mm-hmm. That maybe God is bigger than all of this. I see bigger God than as, Christianity. as insignificant. Bigger than any religion. But isn't but isn't it? Um, doesn't it just sound like a wishy-washy answer? To be like, okay, well, maybe, maybe God's there, and then you know what? You know what? Call uh, me wishy-washy. Honestly, honestly, I can deal with you I, thinking I, I'm wishy-washy. I won't renounce atheism. Honestly, maybe God is there. So what? It doesn't change a single thing. 
Maybe and, not. And, and a person, but then don't and be mad at me if I talk to him. No, 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 I'm fine. But an attempt to have a personal relationship turns out to be a one-sided thing. And if I'm, if I'm searching for God and I'm saying, oh, that was God, it's like, mm-hmm. well, really, that was probably me mm-hmm. or probably my, my, my like, loved one or someone else. And mm-hmm. a gift from God was really a gift from someone else. And I'm attributing things to people when... I can see that. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and God, it, it, God doesn't... Mm-hmm. As the bigger God becomes, the less God matters. And the smaller God becomes, the less, God, the less powerful God is. And I do have to say, I mean, if you're going to give up hell, right, there's no punishment, mm-hmm. okay, then God ceases to matter. Why? If everybody gets a happy ending, then there's no need to worry about God. Well, there, I, I guess I would have told you there is because, not that you worry, but God, believing that he but loves what, you. But what, what, what impact will he possibly have then? I feel like God, God had believed has had more impact in my life since I gave up in the punishment aspect. Because, because it's a lot easier to swallow that pill than think that there's a God up there that's sending people to torment. But I'm sorry, but I mean, if you don't have punishment, then God... I can't, I can't believe that. Not, not necessarily, so I'm with Mom on this, because I, I specifically remember where I was at when I stopped believing in hell, and the freedom I felt, because I was like, wow, now it's not just... Like, I'm not trying to convert people. Now mm-hmm. I can just tell people about the positivities of Christianity. About the love of God. And, but then <laughs> as time went on, then yeah. it was like, okay, it's really... But think it, about having it, that same experience by just throwing God out altogether. Exactly. All you're doing is just taking out right. the parts that aren't real easy to think about. Right. And then it's just like, well, none yeah. of it's fucking... Yeah, so, so the cognitive dissonance... It, it becomes impossible to, to Heaven is just as problematic God. a concept as hell is. Mm. Because what are we all supposed to... First of all, what state are we in so, in heaven? So Second of all, for, do we have free will in heaven? For Therefore, can my, we... Are we going to appreciate what we yeah. have because we don't have these moments of suffering that are supposedly make us appreciate what we have on earth? So, for me, for my journey as a former missionary, it was, you know, uh, it was finding it or coming to the understanding that hell doesn't exist or hell is, exists for the demons and Satan, but it doesn't exist for creation. And then mm-hmm. hell probably doesn't mm-hmm. exist at all. And then, so it's just heaven and the afterlife. But then, you know what? If the afterlife is going to happen for everybody, then heaven isn't important now. And heaven isn't a message that we should preach or look forward to. Right. Because it, if it matters, if it's going to happen, then it's irrelevant and it's not what it, this is about. Right. And what this is about is loving people and understanding how to grow together and everything. And again, it started with teaching the good news regardless. You know, because it's just more good news, not that there's not hell. But then as that evolved and, evo- and developed, then it was like, okay, well then, heaven isn't important. And heaven doesn't matter. Right. And... It's just how we communicate, and how we communicate, we can do that without God, because that's that we can communicate across, across our cultures without God, and well, there's similarities that we can all like uh, like ascribe to without God, and really. So God doesn't matter, and it, it just it just started to fall away. The bigger it got, the less powerful and less tangible it became. It's right. like you know, actually. Sure. I, I just don't want to waste my time with that anymore. It loses relevance. It just it becomes small. The bigger it became, the smaller right. it became, and the insignificant it became. It's like you know what, it it doesn't matter because, right. like, it's nothing like that I can do. It no. doesn't help my life at all. I can I can, and then from there, then the more I started to realize that actually it kind of makes me more upset 
because like because the harder that the message of Christianity came, the more like actually that's really unhealthy and it does a lot of harm. And to say that there is a God that is all powerful and omnipotent and omnipresent, it's like then it becomes actually he's either really evil right. or he's unable. You know. So to go back to one of your mom's arguments on this issue, right? Is that God the belief of God without without a hell somehow is more freeing, it lets you get a closer relationship, it brings value, right? Right? Mm-hmm. As a, Mikey, as a former missionary, as someone that mm-hmm. really had that strong belief, your life now as an atheist versus your life as a believer, do you find that it's more valuable or less valuable now without it, God? Insanely more. Completely more. One hundred percent. I could. I could go. I could preach a sermon. Right. I could preach a right. hour long sermon and so, how much so, more my life. So is there is your real life case study of with or without, right? So God isn't adding. He didn't gain. Without God, he's gained things that he had when he believed in God. Hmm. So hmm. instead of God bringing well benefit, it's actually benefited him to release that belief. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't want... Do you think, how would this affect my life positively to agree with you guys? Because then you'd stop believing in an absolutely immoral and horrific being who, if he's all-powerful and directed Satan in what Satan's done, then he's an accomplice to everything Satan's ever done. But you have to and if he I'm, is I'm not an accomplice, if he is not directing Satan, then he's not all-powerful. Right. He's logically in, incapable of existing, given all of the attributes that are assigned to him. So you would become a in more moral, upstanding, intellectual person by eschewing, getting rid of any of these ideas that are ascribed to such an incredibly awful being. And and I would, <laughs> and I would add. To I think that. it's a stain on your moral character to believe that God exists, and furthermore to trust in him to praise or worship him and etc etc it only gets worse the more good you ascribe to god it the worse it looks on you as a person so that's i that's a very a, strong state that's what i think as, you have to gain is a greater personal integrity i i, I think you have wonderful integrity mom just gonna put that i do too i just think <laughs> I mean, um, I, and I, I don't think, necessarily mean specifically uh, for you. I mean a person that <coughs> believes this God exists yeah. in general. So, so I think specifically for for you, it would um, give you an opportunity to communicate more like with with people who like like you said your 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 coworker professor is a Catholic. You know to start to start opening up conversations with them and to start essentially you know preaching the good news in the way that, that you do to say like this is how, my journey this is how i've experienced this and this is what i've come to believe and what i've come to realize and so how you are attributing all of the good things in your life to god why don't you start to attribute them to your partner to your friends to your community to yourself and start to just say good things are for god bad things are for us you know because i think that is that mm-hmm. is something that's very much in line with the christian faith and i know and i know you would say that both good and bad come from God. Isaiah forty five eleven, God creates good and evil, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- that's what that's how we say. Oh well, sin is from us, but good things are from God. And I think it's emotional deficits. That's emotional abuse that, that we're putting ourselves through. Mm-hmm. You know, Did so you, that's uh, something good that you would get out of it. 
Did you stop believing in heaven when you stopped believing in hell? No. Why not? I didn't. I don't know why not. Um, well, I believe that hell was for Satan and his angels. And that God might even forgive the devil. Yeah. It was that hell existed. And that, that hell really would be done away with forever. What did Satan Based do? Based on scripture. What did Satan do that's different than what we've done then? Because if, if all of sin and are worthy fall short of the glory of God, then and why, why, what makes us any different? Um, because the blood of Jesus would have... Why doesn't it not redeem Satan? Satan? He was, he was created I, I've by always, God. I always wondered... I always wondered why would God ex- why would God expect me to forgive my enemies if He didn't forgive His? Mm-hmm. I did always wonder that, Especially and once I had put there knowing what they would do with right, that right, part right, of right, plan. right. He's he knows exactly what. So I actually had no problem for life. quite a few years believing that God will forgive the devil. Isn't it so, kind of convenient that you get rid of the hell belief because it's problematic, but you keep the heaven belief because it sounds nice? Well, for like for me, I didn't get rid of hell because it was problematic. I got rid of hell because it was an interpretation of scripture. Yeah, I didn't get rid of like, hell oh my because gosh. it was problematic. This, it, it well, was, I guess I did. Sort of. It was this whole time. We were Isn't it hard to believe way? that an all loving God is right, going to send right, people to right. burn in hell for eternity? Right, especially Absolutely. when He asked me to forgive. And so that's a problematic. No, it was more the doctrine of the atonement. The atonement of the cross. That's just another contradiction. Yes, but 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 you didn't necessarily see it as something that was problematic, and that that you were like wishing washing over or like looking over. It was oh, we had an answer for that and now we have a better answer does that make sense it was like well like um we have the ability all sin but we have the ability to be saved by believing yeah i just see it as just tweaking scripture to fit your moral (coughs) intuitions about what would an actually good god that's that's exactly what a journey of belief in of a religion is it's you know like no, I don't think it should be. <laughs> like, if like, it's real, well, it should it, be adapting your beliefs to whatever you're finding deeper and deeper into the scriptures, as opposed to adapting the scriptures to what you feel your intuitions are leading you to actually believe is true. True, but there's so many different iterations of uh, of the scriptures that, uh, and we, we were taught to which like to only uh, speaks uh, to the read about different uh, versions They're and study. Than I. <laughs> you know. So, but, but, like, ultimately, I agree with you. If you're like, okay, this book doesn't make sense, so I'm going to read a different book until it makes sense to me. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, then, then then, you're just trying to form your own religion. That's what the personal Jesus is, you know. So, like, so, like... But isn't everybody that believes in God forming their own religion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get really sick of people telling me I'd pick, cherry pick, when everybody took that last guy for four and a half hours. Yeah, but it, isn't that unhealthy and awful? That's why we have, isn't, what, 35,000 different denominations within Protestantism right. alone? Doesn't that just prove the fallacy of it all? You know, if everybody's creating their own God. Possibly. You know, so, so I guess what I said earlier is like, how do you define God? Can you define God? You know, like, can you say this is what God's abilities are? Nobody this is can. where God exists? Take any two preachers in America, they're going to disagree on something about God. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, why, why, I guess, like, what I was also mentioning earlier is, like, coming here is the only time I talk about God. It's like, why is God important? Why does God matter? We don't need God to have a wonderful life. We don't need God for afterlife. We don't, That's why I think we don't need God talking for any about, of it. the only reason to talk about him is to help people stop believing in him. Mm-hmm. Which is why yeah. you need to Westboro Baptist Church that shit and get signs to Dude, spread the good news I that he's not the you're looking for. I yeah I'm I'm done I'm I don't want it I don't need it it's 
I like and that. that's fine. But that's even like the like hardcore evangelizing. It's like you know what? That's that's there's so many uh, there's so many other people. So that, that's describing to say that there's people who are hardcore believers, and we need to like go out there and preach the good news that belief is not there. Like, actually, I never like those kind of people. I never, I mean, and those really, kind of people at that are point, it's kind of a, Yeah. At that point, it's really kind of like a recovering, you know, addict or alcoholic going out and trying to shut down all the bars, right? I mean, you, it's great. You got a better life without the drinking, right? That's cool. That doesn't mean you can really shut down everybody else from drinking. Nobody either, is more self righteous right? than I mean, a recovered drunk right. to drunk to right. people who are. And I think sometimes atheists come across that way, like the Westboro style atheists. Mm-hmm. They come back. They come across as that recovered addict. That is harder on everybody else that still partake. And I think history will judge the people that, just like the abolitionists, that actually were willing to take a stand and actually... Sure. Okay, so, maybe, so because it, society it, eventually it, is going to go that way. It's unstoppable. Yeah. Well, no, no. So if you're maybe. going to the slave traders mm-hmm. and picketing them, awesome. That's, that's great. Right. That's go, what the churches would be in this analogy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. But, yeah. but, but if you're just going out to everybody else and people who aren't owning slaves in the abolitionist right. like, uh, like right. analogy... And you're just like, well, hey, man. Yeah, like, the slave owners in this know. analogy are the believers. No. The slave the people that believe in God would be would... the pastors. The, 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 the leaders of churches. So because not everybody has a hardcore belief. Because belief is, has, is, is this, like, minutia. Because belief is varying levels. And some people are like, yeah, I think I believe. I'm not really sure. Then yeah, for you to come like, up I only own like, one slave. how dare you, blah, blah, blah. I only own one slave. I don't own 20. That's the difference. Completely different. Why? Completely different. Because one... Oh, seriously? Yes. Okay, yeah. so like having a wish Having a belief faith. isn't hurting another individual. <laughs> th- th- thinking, it's I think hurting yourself. God created, yeah, owning slaves is not hurting yourself. Owning slaves is hurting others. And there's a huge right. difference. That's there. a huge difference. That's the difference in this analogy that you're failing. Yeah, and, like, and also I'm talking about somebody who has a like a unsubstantiated like, belief of that. I think God exists. Yeah, I remember going to Sunday school as a kid. You know, I don't really care. A lot of people don't care. A lot, right. a they don't lot care of people one way or the other. don't care. And they, they don't care <coughs> it's about It's not part of their like, day-to-day this life. this is what I was taught. I right. don't know. I'm not trying to say people should care no, no, about no. believing. Right, but, but then, like, so having a hardcore evangel- evangelistic atheist right. is just going to be, like, just more noise. And be right. like, you know what, okay, whatever, I don't it's care. Annoying. I don't, I'm not going to listen to what right. you're saying. I don't care about what you're saying. Just, it's just noise, and it's, ag- or sometimes- uh, it's, it's aggression. The grass or noise. sometimes it will shut shut your mind to the idea. Why did I not want to hear? Why was I attracted to David Smalley's approach? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he didn't come off like that. Right, and that just resonates with you. But I, I personally That's don't find aggression off putting. I think right, I right. Find, you don't. But right. most you people don't. do. Right. The vast most majority of people, people do. So, so it's not effective. <laughs> so to the mass, if to you're the going out being aggressive. To people who do not appreciate the aggression, it sounds like harassment. Right. And I don't see why that's what you mean by that. What, what you, harassment is when, when I have conversations with people that are perceived as no. aggressive? When It's unreciprocated aggression. I, 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 do, you know. I do feel like we're getting off topic yeah, of what this podcast is about. I think, um, I, think we've, I think we could stop the podcast and I'm going to... Talk, talk about how you guys are trying to convert me and have me sign the paper on the dotted line. No, we don't care what you fucking sign. We just care about you being being honest with yourself mm-hmm. because you're just still playing the game. But if we have, pin you down on any one question, you're oh, well, yeah, no, I'm sure that's not. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure he doesn't really. 
Okay, well then what the heck is it? It's just a comfort blanket. What, what, what if I don't even know, Ryan? So what if it is know. a comfort blanket? Why take away my comfort blanket? Why are you going to take Linus's blanket away? <laughs> Why are you to be kicking over Linus? Because you, I have more respect for you than you have for yourself at that point. And this wrecks I'm going to get a blanket? Yeah. I think that, that's like that's the that's like the, the the thing that like at the at the at the end of the day, that's I think what I can agree with. It's like you, you're not appreciating yourself as much as you should because you're contributing it to God. Attributing, yeah. Yeah. Attributing. Okay, I think you do mean to correct. Thank you for joining me. Not even long. What did you just say? I said, okay, whatever, this has been fun. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I, just think, I think it's useless. This is exactly the same thing that you do every time. I was like, oh, this will be a fun podcast. Let's talk about it. Okay, boys, Billy didn't convert me, so let's see you next time on Kathy's podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608 608- Seven two eight three two eight four. When I was twelve, I thought I was going to hell because I didn't understand the things the church would tell.